0: Oh, happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to episode 613 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Canada. On this episode, we're going to talk about Robert Mueller called an all-hands meeting this week, and I'm going to tell you what he told his employees. We're going to talk about Godzilla Pinball. We are on the eve of Stern's Godzilla Pinball. It is coming out next week. It is going to be a game that I think all of you are going to want. I have $11,000 put aside in my savings account with an earmark for Godzilla LE and I'm going to tell you why I'm getting this game and I'm going to tell you why I think I know why you want this game and we're going to talk about that and we're also going to talk about where is everybody else in the pinball world why is nobody taking advantage of these windows that are there right now for them to get people excited about their products that are about to come out see Stern is the only company that can generate excitement with silence everybody else needs to be more present and it's crazy to me that all these other companies, American Pinball, Chicago Gaming Company, where are you? What are you doing? This is your window to get people ramped up to the games you have coming out. We're going to talk about that. But first, I have to tell you guys that you can get your first official Canadus Pinball Podcast merchandise, the Viva La Raza t-shirts. The Viva La Raza, you know, the rally cry for the 11-year-in-the-making John Papaduke game. There is a very simple but fun Canadas Pinball Podcast t-shirt that is now available. I will link to it in this podcast. Now, here's the deal. I am only making... 122 of these Viva La Raza t-shirts. That's the amount of Razas that were ordered. Now, unlike the Raza pinball machine, you are guaranteed to get this t-shirt within two weeks. It's available in black and white. It looks really good in black, but here's the other fun part. On each of them, they are numbered. So on the back, it says Team Canada, one of 122, two of 122, I want to give a shout out to Charles Thomas, who special ordered number 69 out of 122, okay? So there's only like 80 or so remaining. So if you want one, it's now open to everybody. And I think these are going to sell out and you guys are going to have fun. I'm also going to launch a lot more merchandise in the next few weeks. So keep a lookout for that. I'll let you know when that stuff hits. All right, so Robert Mueller calls an all-hands meeting over at Deep Root. And I'm not sure if this was in person. I'm assuming it was probably via like Skype or Zoom or something like that. And here's what Robert Mueller told people. I'm just going to summarize. He said that these claims are baseless and he's going to fight this and survive this. That he's going to be okay. And he also said that anybody who works in Texas or Utah should start looking for work elsewhere. So it's over. Deep Root Pinball is done. Deep Root Studios is done. The good news is, in Robert's head, he's going to be okay. Even though he stole money from 300 investors, even though he tanked, a studio in a pinball operation even though everyone who pre-ordered the Raza machines is gonna get nothing now for those of you out there make sure you do a credit card chargeback because you might be able to get your money back if you bought your Raza pre-order from Robert using your credit card this thing is over Robert Mueller is done and it is time for those who worked at Deep Root I mean this it's time for those who worked there to come out and And Join us again. Join the community and just admit that you also were part of his scam. Steve Bowden, Barry O, John Norris. Guys, it's over. But I've still yet to see any of them say that. Why are they still remaining quiet on this whole thing? You got paid. All of those years, you got paid. It's time to come out and I want them to call it. I do. I think they need to call it and say it's over. Now, is pre-order pinball dead because of this? Is it dead? Is, is no one ever going to pre-order a pinball machine again because of this fiasco? It's not dead, dead. But yes, at a large scale, if someone comes out and says, oh, I'm going to make a pinball company as big as Stern and I'm going to make thousands of games. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Of course, it's dead. But if someone small and boutique-like, let's say Ryan McQuaid gets permission to make some Sonic the Hedgehog pinball machines and he says, I'm making 25 Sonic the Hedgehog pinball machines, I have permission from Sega, they're $20,000 each. I'm just throwing out crazy prices because that's the world we live in. That's not going to be dead. I think if people can prove they can make a game and they can put a game in box and their goals are realistic, and they've managed expectations right with the community. And here's the most important part, people have trust and faith in them. I think pre-order pinball can survive at a smaller level and that's how it always should be, but I don't think we're gonna see another thing like this. This is the largest pinball failure in the history of pinball. It's gonna go down as that. I really think this story needs a documentary and hopefully we'll get one made one day. But it's over, it's over, and I'm happy to put Deep Root behind us and look at what's happening in pinball from people who actually make pinball games. So Godzilla pinball, I fully expect to see a Godzilla teaser sometime today. It's Godzilla, people. It's not Back to the Future. Keith Elwin is not making Back to the Future right now. It is Godzilla. I saw that Cointaker posted something, how they're going to be at a show in October with Godzilla, and some moron said, I hope they punish Cointaker. Are you kidding me? This is the worst kept secret in all of pinball, but what Stern's done a great job on, there are no leaks. Like, you haven't seen anything. You haven't seen any artwork. You haven't seen any playfield design. This game is still very much in secret. But Godzilla Pinball is coming. It is coming Wednesday, and I'm hearing that they are going to do 1,000 LEs, and it's going to be a price increase game. And you shouldn't be surprised by this. And Stern Pinball is going to keep raising prices. There is nothing happening in the marketplace that would tell Stern Pinball or the marketing folks over there that they've even come close to the ceiling. And I mean that when I talk about the LE versions of the game. If Stern Pinball really wants to test the ceiling for the limited edition versions of their machines, I don't even think they're near the ceiling because the amount of people that have flooded into pinball, the amount of money that is in pinball, and what these games are selling for on the secondhand market, that's the reason why a brand new, New in box machine that has no issues that has never been played by anybody else. And you all know there is nothing like that new in box feeling of sliding a brand new machine out of a box and putting it in your home. There's so much more value there than buying a secondhand game for thousands more than the game was new in box because nobody who buys a game new in box, Feels They are getting ripped off They feel like they are getting the game At the price the manufacturer suggests And so here's what's happening Stern used to think an LE was worth 6 grand Then it was 7 grand Then it was 8 grand Then it was 9 grand It's about to be over 10 grand Now what Stern hasn't done is they haven't put thousands of dollars more into these games as they've raised the prices of these games. And that's the part that most people have issues with. Would I like Stern Pinball to put much more in these games as they've been charging more? Of course I would. But here's the reality. They don't have to because this community this marketplace and this hobby has shown them year after year that they don't need to the moment they sold out of all of these games without adding more they knew they could get away with it forever and now it's perfect for Stern because they're seeing there's a lack of manufacturing there's a lack of supply And the demand is through the roof. It's not even about Stern and CGC and JJP and AP. The reality is this. The demand for new pinball is so much greater than the supply. It is so imbalanced right now that a manufacturer that has a hot title could probably charge 30% more than they normally would and people would still buy it. Now, what will the price of Godzilla LE be, and why is Canada getting one? I'm getting one for a few reasons, and I want to give you the reasons why I'm getting a Godzilla LE sight unseen. And I'm going to go down the list right now. First and foremost, I am building a Neo Tokyo arcade in my new home, and Godzilla will be a perfect theme for that. So will Ultraman. That's why I have those two games, and I'm happy that those two properties go so well together. Secondarily, I think stern pinball machines have the best quality in the world. And what I mean by that, and I've had a stern machine, I've had many stern machines. I had Lord of the Rings, and I had Batman 66. I know, you're like, many, you're like, dude, that's two. But I will say this, when I had Batman 66, I had it for two years. It never broke down. It never gave me issues. It never had any pooling. It never had any chipping. It never had any mechs that broke down. The game was rock solid, and I enjoyed Batman every single day I had it because the game never gave me any headaches. And I get I bought the game later on after it was released because I know for Batman owners, the first year the code wasn't there, but I bought it after it had been out for a year. So I trust that if I get this game, the quality is going to be there and it's going to be a theme that really fits well with what I'm going for. All right, but let me go on because there's a lot more reasons. It's Keith Elwin and Zombie Yeti. I mean, hard stop right there. How are you not excited about the best pinball designer in pinball right now, which is Keith Elwin? I mean, without a doubt, this guy is the king of the kingdom. I absolutely love what Eric does, and I put Eric and Keith as the top two designers, but there's no denying the fact that Keith Elwin has sold thousands and thousands of games because of his design pedigree. There is no getting around the fact that Keith Elwin and Zombie Yeti, it's like they made Stern cool again. They brought new ideas to Stern. They made Stern games look different. They made Stern games feel different. And yes, while we would love more toys in a Stern game, how many of you out there who have played Iron Maiden, Jurassic Park, and Avengers haven't walked away satisfied? I hear for the most part nothing but satisfied customers coming from Keith Elwin and Stern Pinball. And so I have such faith in Keith Elwin that I'm willing to buy this game sight unseen. I know Zombie Yeti is going to make one of the most beautiful pinball machines of all time. He does it time and time again. And so I think this game is going to be a statement game by both of these men. I think we're going to see more in this game like we've never seen before from Keith Elwin. And I think we're going to see more in this game like we've never seen before from Zombie Yeti. And we're also going to see more in this game from Stern Pinball that we've never seen before. We are going to get the Stern Insider Connected built into this game. And I think the internet connectivity or the way they're going to implement it in this game is going to be very interesting and it's going to open up the game even more and make this game even more fun to play. And so there are so many reasons why I want a Godzilla pinball. If I were to go down a list of reasons why I wouldn't want Godzilla LE, there's not that many. I think the only thing that would push me out of wanting a Godzilla LE is if the game wasn't fun. Right? I don't think Godzilla's a polarizing theme at all. Like, does anyone not like Godzilla? Like, how do you not like this humongous giant lizard that stomps around Tokyo fights monsters, shoots a laser beam out of his mouth, and is just like the most badass cool guy on the planet. Like, how do you not like Godzilla? Like, I understand if you don't like Rush, I don't like Rush, I'm not buying a Rush pin, you might not like Guns N' Roses, I could understand why certain themes are very divisive, but Godzilla? Man, I don't understand how you don't like Godzilla. And Godzilla is a cool theme, right? It's cool to see Godzilla in a man cave, right? It's a lot cooler than Willy Wonka. It's cooler than Toy Story. It's Godzilla. It's a 70-year-old property that everybody is aware of, and I think it makes for a perfect pinball theme. The only questions I have on Godzilla is what era of Godzilla are they gonna make it after, and how will the integration be, right? Are there gonna be clips from the old movies we don't know the old TV show we don't know so there's a lot of question marks in this game but I tend to believe that after Stern saw what Keith Elwin did with his other games and I heard from Keith Elwin himself I think they gave him more for this game because they knew he would deliver more. And this game is going to be bonkers. Now, even if they make a 1,000 LEs, I think these LEs sell out immediately. I think they're already sold out. And I also think we're going to start to see something. I think we're going to start to see distributors not, and I mean this, not take a list anymore. I think distributors are going to wake up and realize we can't do this anymore, we can't have a wait list in which everybody on this list just gets promised an LE machine at MSRP. Because what's happening, and it's going to happen with Godzilla, they are quickly going to realize, and if they haven't, I don't know where they've been, that you're just going to end up selling all these machines to people, and you're going to get a good portion of the people that buy from you flipping the machines immediately. For 30% more than you sold it to them. And you're the one doing all the hard work. You're the one who, this is your livelihood. You're the one who has to deal with maintenance and customer service. And you're the one who wants to make a customer happy. And here's the crazy part. If a distributor holds back their Godzilla allotment and sells it at the market adjusted price. So let's say Godzilla comes out and it comes out at $10,000 and they all sell out immediately. And then on the secondhand market, we're seeing them listed for $13,000, $14,000. But what if a distributor out there didn't want to make people have to go through the hassle of buying someone else's machine and just said, I have 50 Godzillas and I'm going to price them each at 13.5 and that's it no hassle the demand for this game is more than the supply and if you want one you can buy one from me now i know a lot of people on pin side would chastise that move and i know there's a lot of distributors are like i'm never doing that but that's fine you don't have to do it but you're leaving money on the table and that resale is going to happen even if you don't want it to and I don't know. I don't know if there's anything wrong with that. I just think the market's going to start to see more and more distributors do that. But the other thing that's going to happen is this. Stern's just going to keep raising and raising the prices. I don't think Stern's going to slowly raise prices anymore. I, I think they're going to realize that that they've just got crack. Like I think Stern's going to realize that they're just making a drug to satiate addicts. Like most of the pinball buyers out there, you guys are addicted to this stuff. You need to have it. It's like Stern is making cocaine. They're not making pinball. And I think Stern can completely control the market value of all these machines. And they're nice that they haven't taken it way up. And you should be thankful that Stern hasn't just jumped and been like 12.5 for every LE because they absolutely could do that and they would still absolutely sell out. All right, so I'm all in on a Godzilla LE. I can't wait to send my money on my Godzilla LE. So I'm all in on Godzilla LE. Now, where is everybody else? Stern Pinball delayed this a week. We are now going to be at mid-September. But where is everybody else? Where is Chicago Gaming Company? Where is American Pinball? Where is P3 Multimorphics Licensed Game? The other manufacturers out there, I think, are asleep at the wheel when it comes to marketing. And I know I talk about this a lot. But if you're a company like American Pinball, and David Fix is supposed to come on the show sometime, hopefully next week, that's what he told me, so we're going to hold him to that. Um, But if you're American Pinball, what are you waiting for? Are you going to just pull the curtain off the game at Pinball Expo? Is that the right way to do it? But shouldn't you be building some excitement for your next game before then? When I hear American Pinball talk, they're still talking about their previous titles, right? They're still talking about Houdini and Oktoberfest and Hot Wheels. And it's weird to me. In marketing, you never want to look back. You always want to look forward. And when I hear them talk, I hear them talk about how they have all these games going out the door and all the old titles are now popular now. Not sure I fully buy that. But what's next from American Pinball? And I really do believe it's Legends of Valhalla. I believe that is the game. I have very good information it's going to be that. And if it is that, let's say it is Legends of Valhalla. What are you going to do to get people excited about this game? If it is Legends of Valhalla, here's one thing they can't do. They can't release three versions of this game. There's no room for like an LE, a premium, and a pro. I think the only way to make Legends of Valhalla work, you need to make only one version. It needs to have all the bells and whistles on it. You also need to limit the amount of games you're going to make, and you need to make that limit. I'm going to say it right now. I think 500 is the maximum you could ever sell of Legends of Valhalla. I don't think you could sell anything more. This is not Ultraman. This is not Halloween. There is not a built-in fan base. It's also coming out now. Unfortunately, right after after Godzilla, and it's going to come out right around Cactus Canyon. So the only way forward is for them to make a very limited number. You got to try to create some FOMO. And the only way to do that is there's only one premium model. It's got to look stunning and you only make 500. And that's the only path to success for this game. There is no room for an original IP game to succeed with everything else out in the marketplace. So we'll see what they're going to do, but every week they wait, and I mean this, every week they wait, same thing with Chicago Gaming Company, every week you wait from here on out, every single order of Godzilla, every single order of Spooky Ultraman and Spooky Halloween, every single order of Cactus Canyon, you know, all these games. There's only so many games people can order in a year. Nobody wants to spend $30, $40, $50,000 on pinball machines, nor can they. And we're not even talking about the fact that the Pinball Brothers are going to unveil the LV version of Alien on September 24th. So that's another game that wants your money. It is absolutely poor marketing by so many of these companies to drop their reveals all on top of each other because the only company that can actually manufacture the game quickly is Stern Pinball, and that is why they're going to win. And with COVID and supply shortage happening, I think you might not even see, and I mean this, you might not even see the next game from American Pinball shipped to customers this year. The same is true maybe with Cactus Canyon. And this is not because of their ability to manufacture. It's their ability to get parts because of the COVID problem. And the same is going to happen with Stern too. This next year coming is going to be even more brutal when it comes to supply shortages. That is the real reason why as manufacturing gets harder and harder, we're going to see the prices of pinball skyrocket. That is another thing that just creates inflation, right? The demand to get a new in-box game is high. The ability to make it and meet supply is low. The prices are going to go crazy. But I also think if you're American Pinball, you slowly got to tease out what this thing is. See, I don't even know if slowly teasing it out. I think it's better to rip the Band-Aid off and maybe be like, our next game is Legends of Valhalla and we can't wait to show you what improvements we've made to the game as we get it ready. I do, I think sometimes with these original IPs, you're never gonna have the wow factor. You're never gonna have that emotional giddiness of showing it to the world for the first time. And this is a common marketing mistake. I mean, think about it. How did Scott Denisi get people excited about TNA? Did he keep it quiet and just pull the curtain off it as if it was a licensed game? No, he marched it around every single show out in the open and let people get comfortable with it, and let people play it, and let people get excited about it, and that's how Scott Denisi got people into TNA. If this is Legends of Valhalla, a game that's already been out, a game that people have seen, there is no reason then to try to put it back in the box, keep it a secret, and then try to unveil it again to the world. I think that's not going to work out, and I think if it is this game, they should just say it, and start to show people it and get them excited about it. I mean, get people seeing it, get people seeing the gameplay. Go the opposite direction. You can't keep it quiet as if it's Godzilla or Back to the Future. What does Canada know about marketing? Everyone just ignores my marketing advice time and time again. The only company that really does exactly what I've said they should do is Stern. Stern Pinball listened to everything I said. Look at what they're doing with accessories and toppers. They're not even scratching the surface of the amount of money they can make. I mean, the next big, like, oh, my God thing that a company could do, they could actually sell mechanisms that you could add to your game, like a physical mech accessory. And imagine what they could charge for that an upgrade to the game, if you will. Why? You can change the wheels on your car. You can change the upholstery. Why can't you do that in pinball? You could put a supercharger on your car. So why couldn't you supercharge a pinball machine with an additional mech at an additional cost? Look, this fall is going to be very crowded for pinball. It's going to be very crowded for pinball. We've got shows coming back. We've got the super awesome tailgate party at Cointaker coming up September 25th. I've been seeing the promotions for this and all these like pinball superstars are going to be there. Christopher Franchi, Christian Line. Eric Minier, John Borg. You know, but Canadian Pinball Podcast might be there, but they didn't give me any billing on this thing. So you would have thought, you know, maybe the world's number one pinball podcaster is going to be there for a meet and greet that I would get my own little like special card to promote it on my Facebook page. But they didn't ask me because I haven't confirmed and I think when Canada shows up somewhere, sometimes people are worried that that's going to detract people from going. Look for me, look for the Honda Civic Type R doing a 180 into the parking lot, and I'm just going to come out, put my arms up with my four twippies, put them on top of the Godzilla pinball machine, and drive off. We got Pinball Expo in October. I hope to be there. I hope by the time Expo comes around that if you're a fan of the show, you're able to order your Canada merchandise, and we can all rock around that show wearing Canada's Pinball Podcast merchandise. I think that would be super cool. It's been five years in the making. I can't believe if you're a fan of this show, I, I've gone five years without giving you the ability to have a mug A hat, a t-shirt, a sweatshirt that says Canadas Pinball Podcast on it. Well, those days are coming to an end. You're going to be able to do that. You're going to be able to outfit the whole family with this show. All right, everybody. I'm super excited. Have an awesome weekend. This is the calm before the storm. Godzilla is going to stomp into this pinball world and clobber your wallet. There's no way around it. You're all going to want one. You're all going to want an L.E., This game is going to be huge. Stern Pinball knows it. George Gomez knows it. Keith Elwin knows it. Zombie Yeti knows it. Jersey Jack Pinball knows it. We didn't even talk about JJP. There's no real news there. The only thing I'll say about JJP is I still can't understand. After all this time, after all this time that has passed, I still can't believe that they have not removed the artwork from around the post areas of the games. Do you remember when Stern was having issues with Jurassic Park with the same issue, with the pooling around the post? Stern Pinball hit pause, removed the artwork from around the post areas, and we haven't seen any issues since. But for some reason, Jersey Jack can't do that. They can't hit timeout and follow the same lead everybody else has done to solve this issue. Spooky Pinball, also remove the art from around the post instead now what they're doing at jersey Jack, it seems is they're keeping the art around the post they're not mailing out washers and i think they're using less clear code people are saying the new play fields don't have as much clear code you hear killian crying i think he's like come on chris stop ragging on jjp okay killian i'll stop everybody have a great weekend enjoy some football And let's also not forget and think about all the lives we lost on September 11th. You know, it happened in my city 20 years ago. I still get emotional and choked up when I think about that day. And I think for for those of you out there, I mean, it it affected everybody, especially in this country. Um, But for those of us in New York City, uh, what that was like and what it was like walking around this city post 9-11 was probably the most heartbreaking moment of my life. And seeing all the missing pictures all over the city and just seeing your your city attacked like directly it's crazy and i think a lot of people wonder why are we here why are we fighting these wars why are we overseas and and i think sometimes people forget that day it isn't a day we should ever forget and it's been 20 years And it's crazy how fast time does fly. But those wounds still open up quickly for most of us. And I know that. So it's also a a day of remembrance. So let's make sure we think about all the people who have sacrificed a lot fighting for our freedoms. I I mean that. And it is a day to, to think about all those people and all the people who unwillingly sacrifice their lives, just going into an office building. Lots more important in life than pinball. We have to always remember that. You know, sometimes on pin side, people forget all of this, but there is just so much more important stuff going on. And this is a toy That brings us a lot of enjoyment, and I'm happy to report on it every week for you, and we should all feel very blessed that we get to wake up every day and even think about pinball, even have enough money to buy pinball, even be alive to go on a forum to complain about pinball. These are things that we should be very thankful for. Everybody, have an amazing weekend, and we'll be back next week with hopefully is a lot of news about Godzilla. Everybody, have a good day.